This episode of MMA Notes is brought to you by NordVPN. Get advanced security, internet freedom, and complete privacy. Save 73% off the two-year plan plus four months free with code MMA Nuts. Polar Pod, the most affordable cold plunge pod on the market. Save 10% off with code MMA. Wild Alaskan Company, healthy, affordable, convenient fish sent right to your door. Save $25 off with code BIGFISH25. Newsist, vegan nutrition products. Save 15% off with code FIT10. Defense Soap. Everyday soaps for everybody. Use code MMANUTS to save 15% off your order. Hey fans, this is MMA Nuts, episode 624. 624! My name is Ingo Weigel. Mega of the MMA Show, by fans, for fans. Walk the line between serious and ridiculous. What are you drinking over there? Straight water from the tap? Straight water Same. from the tap. Mine's a little red. Something's wrong with your tap water. Mm. I think it looks a little red. Oh, uh, well, I just had my pipes cleaned. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, move right along. How about those Chicago Bears? There, one and oh, and fucking yeah. PC season. I think that's how we started last year. We're all hyped up. They look good, you know, for the couple of highlights I saw. They, yeah, they Justin like... Fields was like three for three, yeah. two touchdowns. <laughs> Granted, both of the were screen passes, but who gives a shit? He was like a 140 plus yards on three plays. We're going in the right direction. I think the defense had like eight sacks or something insane. Mm-hmm. We're going in the right direction. I'll tell you what, I made some crazy bets. You know, you can you can make some crazy bets, like one of them. Uh, Justin Fields MVP. I don't even know what it was. Hundred bucks on him. I think it pays like twenty five hundred or two thousand if it if it pays mm-hmm. out. Bears make the playoffs. Twenty five bucks on that one. And then the the most egregious one I bet was like seventy five bucks for the Bears to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. I think that one pays like a million if it pays out or something. <laughs> the odds are not great. But there's a lot of people betting on the Bears this year because they're such a crazy wild card. Of You have no fucking idea what's going to happen. You know, Justin Fields is going to be really good. You just don't know to what extent. Right. You give him all these weapons and, you know, everything's been a little bit upgraded. See what happens. Well, he's got to stay healthy, too, you know, and that that's the thing. So we'll see. I mean, their schedule doesn't look insane. And he doesn't have to rush for a thousand plus yards again, like mm-hmm. running for his life, trying to make shit happen. You can incorporate some of that, you know, it's about yeah. longevity too and keeping him safe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I've been reading some reports about these helmets that they got going on in training camp with the, you know, protecting the dome with this weird thing. And oh yeah. It's oversized helmet. They're talking about potentially looking at doing that in games, like adding some sort of a new helmet depending on position to prevent concussions. So I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. But... Well, the helmets look fucking stupid, so <laughs> that's what's going to be tough. They, they, they look... look heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weevil wobble, but uh, yeah, different. You know, yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm all for protecting them, but you got to make that shit look cool, whatever that is. It's like someone wearing like one of them oversized baseball hats that look fucking stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. So, and then you got it'd have to be smooth, and then you got to get all the logo and all that shit on there. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, let's talk about some MMA. There was a little UFC over the weekend. Yes. Um, just a few things to mention. One, I know Pollyanna Vienna. She had a fight 
she wanted to wear some walkout gear and I want to share uh, what she wanted to wear, but they denied her. So she had this outfit that she wanted to walk out in. Why can't a... someone walk out in, you know, an outfit like that? I don't know. Cause it doesn't go with the branding. Does, does Venom have to make it? <laughs> if it was Venom made, then can she wear it? I bet she probably could. Yeah. That's a problem. Uh, what else? Some dude got the third twister submission in UFC history. The Damon Blackshear. Yeah. Oh, Give wait, me the not... old dick twist. Not the McTwist, the, the McDick twist or whatever. I feel like I'm doing skateboarding MMA and uh, some sort of gay porn. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So whatever. And then uh, whatever else. Khalil Roundtree, like we said, that fight was going to be a banger, and they fucking brutally knocked out. Uh, if I could say his Back name, house. Da Dalkis, Dalkis, Dalkis. Yeah, there Dalkis. we go. Yeah, I can never get that right. We have so many international fighters that it's very tough to get everyone's name right, especially when you're going to go Brazilians. Yes. Well, let's talk Brazilians. The main event, eh? Luque versus Del Sanos. Mm. Andros. Andros. Is he aged out of the sport? I don't know. Like, I, I feel Gatekeeper. like. Uh, um, I don't know. I feel like it was a close kind of a back and forth battle. But, um, you know, the wrestling just wasn't there for Dos Anjos. And I felt like Luque was, seemed like he was stronger than Dos Anjos quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So, and it just didn't go Dos Anjos' way, you know, just, I, I don't know. He's up there in age too. You know, maybe it's the stash. He needs to like kill that thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. And um, he's the one guy that probably got the most raw deal because wasn't he supposed to get the fucking red panty night against Conor McGregor and then that fight fell through and he never got that one back. Mm -hmm. so, so unfortunate. It's weird how these things happen and then you miss your fucking payday. Like, oh my God, you would have got fucking paid. And maybe a little bit more marketable, and who knows what would happen. You know, he wins that fight. Connor doesn't go on to be Connor, or vice versa. A lot of things happen, but it's a raw deal. I don't have anything else for this uh, weekend's fights. Um, we can move along if you want. No, we keep keep it rolling. UFC two ninety two this weekend. Yes, we'll pull it up. There are some decent fights on here, as we'll preview here. So you have Algerman Sterling and Sean O'Malley for a bantamweight title. I don't know which way to go on that one. I think that's a coin flipper, even though they have Sterling as the underdog. Or I'm sorry, as a favorite. O'Malley as the underdog. Yeah, well, I, I think O'Malley uh, has got the striking advantage. Sterling is more of got probably the more of the grappling wrestling advantage, right? Um, but O'Malley's no slacker on the ground. He's There's not, a lot of people saying first round guillotine O'Malley. <laughs> I could I could see that happening. You know, um, and, where's uh, Snoop Dogg when we need him? O'Malley. <laughs> well, and Sterling has a tendency. You know, there's some blood, bad blood between these guys. And Sterling, yeah. you know, if I recall, like the was it Sahudo who got under his skin a little bit, like, um, you know, previously, and and it just, 
O'Malley's got a lot of hype behind him and he's got a lot of, he's got the fans. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, and he's a, he's getting incrementally better every time he fights, you know, um, it, it I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go with a KO. I think by O'Malley is, I, I think like second round is kind of where I'm thinking somewhere around there. Um, you know, it just kind of feels right to me as far mm-hmm. as, I think Sterling might get have some success with grappling in the first round, but then O'Malley's going to get the best of them in the stand up. Um, you know how that goes. So, but. yeah, he's got that uh, weird, awkward style, but he's got good timing with it. He, he does. And uh, I, I want to say, I think Sterling, not that this fight was taken on short notice, but I don't think Sterling was 100% ready to take this fight as soon as he took it. But from the pictures I've seen of the guy, he looks like he's in fucking phenomenal shape. Uh, allegedly on the gear, as we say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying doesn't pass the smell test. Allegedly. Yep. And then you have another title fight. Zhang Weili. I never know if her name is Weili Zhang or Zhang Weili. Scholar Weili versus Lemos. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting because you have a champ versus a number five. Okay. Neil Magny versus Ian Gary should be a fucking good one. Cody Garbrandt is out of this fight, so I don't know who's going to replace him yet. Vera versus Munoz, Scrappy Little Fucks. And then the one I'm most excited, I think, to see is Chris Weidman making his return from that horrific leg injury versus Brad Tavares. And Chris said that. When he comes out there, he's going to throw the hardest leg kick he's ever thrown in his life against Tavares to see if his leg will hold up. Like, oh, oh my God, that's a great way to approach it because I I would think most guys are going to be hesitant to throw that when you fucking just completely destroyed, I don't know, whatever it is, both bones in your fucking leg, tibia and fibia or whatever is down there. And uh well the Tavares fight makes sense because he's like yeah. lost a couple in a row and he's not that dangerous, right? He's been around a little while. These guys are fairly evenly matched as far as at age this point, sure else, you know. So really low risk, but I just think that's insane to think that he's just gonna be like, fuck it, I'm gonna throw the leg <laughs> as hard as I can. <laughs> and then some I'm like, great, oh, let's see what happens. Oh. I mean, it should hold. Because you probably have a fucking titanium rod or something in there. So he should actually do more damage. Because I want to say it's a million times stronger once they put some fucking metal and screws in that shit. Or at least that's what they tell these people. I don't know if it's really true. But we'll find out fucking Saturday night when that happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, we got that. Uh, Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Andrea Lee. Hey, everyone had a fucking picture. What's going on, UFC? You're letting me down or up? Not quite sure. But some fun fights out there. Decent card. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why Weidman's not on the main card. He's a former UFC champion. Yeah. Again, I, I they're trying to, like, let's have him as, like, the main event on the undercard to sell the pay-per-view. Fuck that. Put all your good fights on the pay-per-view. People are buying it or they're not. I don't see... I've never done, like, watch the prelims and then decide if I'm going to buy the pay-per-view. It's it's already... 
it was always bought for me <laughs> like good yeah. fight i'm buying it now it, it's always bought but back in the day it was like whatever the main event is and if there's a couple other good fights that's the determining factor not how the card's going because the undercard has nothing to do with the fucking main card like so stupid strategy and again like last the uh, last card when he had like wonder boy fall off of the main card that elevated Derek lewis up mm-hmm. that fucking made sense like why wasn't he on the main card you know it doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah i mean but i wonder what the what the um data shows you know like i bet yeah i mean uh, there's probably something supporting it exciting fights leading into the end of the free stuff might lead right. to people buying the pay-per-view i bet it does in some way it does i'm just on the other side of that where it's it's predetermined if it's bought or not regardless of what you happens cannot, on you the... cannot be fooled no i i know the smoke and mirrors i go with the smoke not the mirrors mm-hmm. and speaking of which let's talk about a little sponsor action sponsors manscaped <laughs> cool you're like a 80s video game i like this <laughs> attention all my bearded beasts from stubble to maine if you didn't already know manscape now sells beard products you heard that correctly leaders in below the waist grooming changed the game with their beard hedger pro kit and now they're going a step further with their brand new handyman an Whoa. electric face it's like i gotta come over and shave me <laughs> yeah. down and a white t-shirt an electric awesome. face shaver for a quick and convenient way to achieve a clean shaven look whether you're looking to sharpen up your neckline or give your face that smooth finish the handyman has you covered nice. go to manscaped.com slash mma nuts for 20 percent off and free shipping it's time to go from five o'clock shady to yeah baby nice it's like a handyman in the box Right. What is it? Dick the in a box? Man can. Or you shit in a box? Yeah, the handyman can. Because he's something sugar and sweets, and don't look at my tweets. Uh, hey, no one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Beard Hedger. Right back to you. Yes, and get twenty percent off and free shipping. Manscaped.com slash MMA nuts. Like I said, that's twenty percent off free shipping at Manscaped.com. Slash MMA nuts. Hit the refresh button with Manscaped. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. I always say that my way, not the way it's written. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bed, bedrooms, multiple rooms, wherever it takes place. Listen up, bluechew.com. And the process is simple. You can sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. That's right, and Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Uh, discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code NUTS. At checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code NUTS to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Blue Chew. And this episode is sponsored by Ridge Wallet. And Ridge has partnered up with Tennessee for their summer sweepstakes. 
without spending a dollar. You can enter on their website for the chance to win a brand new upgraded Hennessy for Bronco or $75,000 in cash if you would prefer that instead. And you get one bonus entry for every $1 you spend on the site. And custom Hennessy products come with up to a 1,000 entries. I've used our link, uh, ridge.com slash MMA nuts, possibly even our code MMA nuts. You can save 10% off. Plus, you'll get 10 bonus entries at checkout. And once again, my favorite one is the leather lined Ridge wallet cash on the outside and the section here, all your cards in the middle. Perfect. Virtually indestructible. That looks extremely thin, Matt. And from what I hear, it holds up to 12 cards plus room for cash. It's over 30 colors and styles, including carbon fiber, burnt titanium, and more. The wallets have over 80,000 five-star reviews. The durable material means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty. The Ridge team is so confident that you'll like it. They'll let you test drive it for 99 days. You can send it back for a full Mm -hmm. refund if you don't love it. I feel like they should have just went one more for a hundred. A hundred days. Oh, that's that's crazy talk, man. Keep it at ninety nine. It's like driving the speed limit. Stay alive. Drive fifty five. Uh, if you've ever been considering getting a ridge, now's the best time. You can save ten percent off with code MMA nuts at ridge.com slash MMA nuts. And just like that, right back to the show. Back to the show. But well, before the break, we were talking about. Yes. Derek the Beast Lewis getting yes. out. And speaking of Derek the Beast, he just apparently signed a new eight-fight deal with the UFC. <laughs> it's going to be 73 by the time he's done fighting in the UFC. Once yes. a year, every three years. Mm-hmm. So good for him. I mean, I, I like it. I, I didn't see details of what that entailed, but whatever it is, he's locked in for a while. I can see why. Very entertaining fighter. Uh, yeah, he's like the most marketed guy out there. And you know, we just did our Manscaped read, and I just saw Derek Lewis was doing a Manscaped commercial now talking about his hot balls. You don't want to have your hot balls. You don't even go to Manscaped. Mm-hmm. So they fucking parlayed that into a Manscaped ad. Perfect. I thought I had it somewhere, but if I find it, I'll edit it in. But that was pretty fucking dope. UFC approved. Because Manscaped is one of UFC's largest sponsors, you know. So good on him. And, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine, fuck, how much money is he making a fight? At least half a million at this point. Because you got to think, as far as marketability of heavyweights, it's John Jones. And I would potentially argue Derek Lewis may be more popular than John from uh, social media uh-huh. <laughs> aspect. Maybe you follow him on fucking Twitter. It's a good follow. He pulls crazy shit. So good for him. And he seems like a he's a likable fella. So that's what we like. Seems like a regular guy. Yeah. And then I, you know, I just mentioned John Jones. So I guess this past week he's been training with Gordon Ryan. Yeah. So we'll show a little bit of footage uh, here. Saw this video. Sound off. So um well, it's kind of to me, it looked like whatever they're doing here, you know, a little wrestling, a little scrambling. Mm-hmm. John's kind of holding his own and all this stuff. But, you know, 
this is training, not like I'm trying to fucking murder you and take your head off. Well, there's a lot of hoopla surrounding this. And if you don't know what you're watching, you might get overly excited. But what, what they're doing is they're play grappling in a sense, right? The idea yeah. is to be in to to have the motion of the body and the, the and the flow. Movement, the flow of it. It's you're not really resisting your opponent in that sense. You're trying to allow like the game to be played, you know, as because it promotes like, you know, positive movement and things. So it's hard to tell, like. Could he beat Gordon Ryan? No, I don't. I, don't, I, I think not. In jujitsu, no. But no, I mean in MMA. I mean, obviously, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But in straight grappling, I, I don't think so. So, um, no. And Gordon was the. They had asked him about the training, and this is what he said. He said, uh, "On the mats, when John talks about normal stuff, he can come off just like anyone you know, a regular guy. When he talks about combat." you see an intentional shift in his demeanor and thought process. You see the gears start turning and you see the depth at which he understands the sport. I threw some complicated, here you go, complicated sequences at him. And he learned as fast as anyone by day three, he was exponentially better at drilling than he was on day one. Mm -hmm. He is truly an exceptional athlete. And I am very thankful. I could be a very small part in his upcoming camp. Uh, this is hopefully the first of many trips out to Albuquerque. What an honor. So how hard is John wrecking Stipe in that fight? Yeah, I'm a little concerned about Stipe at this point, based on, you know, what I've been seeing from John. But there is always the factor, you know, Stipe is a tough dude. So, I, I you know, if it, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. As the fight gets closer and I start to pay attention more to, like, what's actually happening and we know what's happening. These training camp videos are always, like, meh, whatever. Yeah. But but I I think John should handily def de defeat Stipe. But you never know. Stipe's tough. So Well, I'd say it's going down in first round. <laughs> John's finishing him. And Is he going to submit him, a.k.a. Well, I think Leo he could wrestle. Oh, I think he could wrestle fuck him and submit oh, him. Yeah, probably. But he's got that goddamn reach, too. Well, I'd like to see the old John who used to take guys down and beat the shit out of them. Yeah, right like on top. elbows. Yeah, that, that, that'd be nice. So, Because that's what I always thought. I thought, like, once he gets to heavyweight, his level of wrestling slash grappling, he, he'll fuck people up. And then the grounded pound, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like go back to that and the creativity where I feel like he got stifled for a while where they tried to limit his creativity. And then maybe it was just lack of challenges at light heavyweight where you got all these lack luster performances from him. Cause he's like, God damn, how many people do I need to beat? And this is getting boring for me. There's no fucking challenge. So now I'm at heavyweight. Yeah. Now I have challenges and all these people that were trying to argue that Stipe is the greatest UFC heavyweight ever walk off <laughs> i know john's got a win at heavyweight but i don't see anybody stopping him and then it's also begs the question does john retire like he's been talking about after that fight probably i mean unless i could see him sticking around for like a brock lesnar or mm -hmm. some super fight like that but i mean what else does a guy have to prove you know i i, mean, I don't know because i i think because he moves up to heavyweight he can fight even longer into his career Plus, he hasn't suffered like all the damage and KO losses. He, his lone loss is a stupid technicality of an elbow 
right? So it's not like some of these guys like Bigfoot Silva, who's had a million KO losses. So John can just keep churning out the wins and it's I mean, just it catches up to everybody eventually. At the some question, point. The sure. question is just when. So yep. But I think it ain't gonna be it's not gonna be Steep that I mean no, unless something crazy happens. Stevie's problem is you can't be part time out there, you know, firefighting. I know it's a noble cause and I'm not gonna disrespect him for being a firefighter, but you can't fucking be foot in, foot out. And that's what I feel having a job as a professional fighter is. Mm-hmm. So what else is happening? Well, Bellator 300 is uh, pretty solid. We got uh, some four major title fights on that card. We got Ryan Bader versus Linton Vassell, Usman Nurmagomedov versus Brent Primus. And then, of course, your favorite Chris Cyborg versus Katzingato. And Liz Yeah, <laughs> Main event, scissor fight. Liz Carmouche versus Elimele McFarlane. So I this is looking like this might be one to uh, I think it's happening in October. Bellator 300 yes. looking October solid, 7th. like like a must buy potentially. You know, it's it's the card is looking very stacked. I have to watch it just because the uh, Cat Zingano Chris Cyborg action, like fucking mm-hmm. a. And then uh, I'd watch the Bader Vassal fight next, and then never go over to Primus, and then. Um, yeah yeah Harmosh. yep i mean it's a good card it's it's definitely yeah. it's i'm excited about it so and rumors of the last truly bellator card <clears throat> because i think people were asking scott coker about that like are you guys being bought like what's going on is this the last card and he's kind of trying to downplay it so it, it sounds like more than likely pfl is going to buy bellator that's what it seems like we're going here because the UFC's got their own shit going on that we'll talk about uh shortly. But yes, um, that was gonna be my next uh story. if I think if you're we're talking gonna, about what I what I think. Well, yeah, you we can go there if you want. So go there and then I'll come back to some other shit. Okay. Are you talking about the antitrust lawsuit? Yep. Good. The, the, so there's a one point six billion dollar antitrust lawsuit that started in twenty fourteen. Um I think Kung Lee, Nate Corey, John Fitch, and a bunch of others like were doing that, uh, citing that the UFC was using like uh, poor, poor strategies to kind of um, control the fighter pay and everything else. And and as a as a result, like everybody suffered and nobody was making any money. Well, uh, just recently it was elevated to a class action lawsuit, which now is going to include up to 1,200 fighters um, that could potentially seek some damages. So. Anyone who competed in one or more live professional UFC bouts taking place or broadcast in the United States from the December 16, 2010 to June 30th, 2017 is eligible to get be a part of this class action lawsuit. And um, this could force the UFC, you know, basically to pay a couple one to two billion dollars, you know, worth of uh stuff so to people and i'm just wondering what your thoughts are on this because this seems kind of scary like as far as if you're a ufc yeah um, so exactly. eric magrek and i believe he's an attorney he's been following this and he posted the, the what's going to happen he basically said just pave the way for a trial and then the ufc like you were saying can will be on the hook for billions in damages and they have billions to pay out so that's not going to be a problem 
And then the other thing he said is the court could grant an injunction stopping the UFC from their ruthless coercive contract and business practices. So their contracts are horrific when you're, we're given up. And I think Randy Couture was even talking about that of like how long and how hard he had to fight keep his likeness because they were always trying to get everyone to sign over their likeness in perpetuity was part of the contract and then he said randy couture said once he won like his part of the lawsuit versus ufc then the ufc changed their contracts and made them even harder and more egregious on the fighters so Mm -hmm. it's like he won for himself but then basically fucked the others and that's not his fault but at the end of the day, <clears throat> I would imagine the UFC is going to be paying out some money. And I would I don't know if they're if they can settle this out of court because it seems like it's gonna hurt them more to go to a trial and have so much shit disclosed throughout a trial. Yeah, that you'd be better served just saying, Hey, here's a bunch of fucking money. Let's make this shit go away. Because then you also have to pay the attorneys in this process, too. So it's not just like whatever the settlement is. It's attorney money, years, time, depositions, getting everybody in. I mean, it's it's a long fucking process. And uh, it's probably well-deserved to happen because, I mean, the UFC has made a fuck ton of money off of the fighters. And I feel like they were more fair before the UFC was sold to whoever the current owners are because now it's all about money and not really about helping the fighters we're back in the day it was more about helping the fighters to an extent because if you're paying them whatever 15 to 20 percent of your revenue and all the other major sports are paying 50 percent like yeah we're it's not a level playing field you need to help them out a little bit more and uh probably some sort of pension fund because these guys are going to be severely fucked up in their later years. Like well, football that, that, players. That's what I wonder. I wonder if instead of paying out this lawsuit, they're going to find some way to create like a pension thing or some way to take care of the, the old fighters and the new fighters as a way of avoiding like all this bad press and everything else, because the way these work, sometimes these lawsuits, like people can settle, you know, and and the UFC could settle as a whole with everyone involved kind of a thing, or, you know, they could just go to trial, like you said, or, you know, there's a bunch of different roads that this could take. I'm just curious because shit, man, this is like 10 years ago, this started. So it's like, um, it's about forever, man. (laughs) It kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Yep. Like we guys just the fucking judge, we just make a ruling. Like this was, I think it was even three years ago they could have made this ruling and didn't yeah. fucking do it. They just kept kicking a can down the road. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's gonna be better for the fighters. Cause again, now we're having less and less opportunities. Cause I think part of the issue of all this was the UFC kept buying the competition and then destroying it by this org, by that org, by WEC, by Pride, by uh, Strikeforce. Like, what mm-hmm. else can we get our hands on and just crush, fold the fighters in? Now they don't have as many opportunities to work, and now here's Bellator potentially getting folded in a PFL, and then it's like, okay, we have, what, mm-hmm. one FC, we have PFL, UFC, 
and then offshoot of like a bare knuckle fighting championship. I mean, uh, not many places to go, which is going to be a fucking problem, <laughs> you know? So we'll see. Hopefully it'll work out for the fighters getting paid. I think it'd be good. I, I, somebody needs to get paid. So. I mean, you could easily just bring fighter sponsors back. I know why they don't want to do it now, but that was fun. Because they, they remember when they used to say, we don't want it to look like NASCAR. And then they fucking made it look like NASCAR. Right. <laughs> it's even worse. Like, it's fucking egregious. So while we're talking about fighter pay and all this, so Dana White was talking about the that Wonder Boy situation. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is what he had to say, Dana talking about Wonder Boy and pay and whatever. He said, you decided not to fight. <laughs> the guy was three pounds overweight. You get a piece of his purse if you take the fight. We also offered him another fight. <clears throat> There's a much bigger story behind the scenes. No, you don't just show up and say, yeah, I'm not going to fight. I want a quarter of a million dollars. That's not how it works. Hasn't worked that way for anybody. So what we try, so what we do is uh, try to get you another fight, try to turn you around quickly. If you don't turn around quickly, then we try to figure out what did it cost for your camp? will reimburse you. There's a lot of different ways that this gets worked out. You don't just go, yeah, this guy's three pounds over and I'm not going to fight. And no, I won't take another fight two weeks later and pay me my show money. That's not how it works. You don't fight. You don't get paid necessarily in the contract, but we always make sure that we take care of everybody and we're working it out with Wonder Boy right now. It's all being worked out behind the scenes. And this should be all we worked out by whatever. So, uh, so thoughts on this legal mumble jumbo? That's fucking stupid. Like, look, the guy is contractually obligated to be somewhere at a specific time in a in a physical condition that makes him prepared to fight. And there are rules that are in place that require both opponents to be in a specific state in order to fight, like physically. Like I have Illinois? a real. Well, no, like they have to be on weight. And I have a real big fucking problem with the way they do this because mm -hmm. Wonderboy did his job, right? And then it's like it's like the other guy didn't do his job, but he's supposed to like still take that fight because he could be risking physical harm or injury beyond like this one card. Right. And, and if I, he's on a if he was on a show and win, yeah, fuck that. Because now you're you're risking Say he was 250 to show, 250 to win. Now you're gambling on your 250 win because you're at an unfair, you're at a disadvantage now. Yeah, especially if the other guy only makes 50 grand. So you're getting what, 60% or right, 50 right. grand sure. instead of quarter million dollars? Like it doesn't it's make like any sense. It's like cost risk. Like, is it worth it? No, nah, and, and I think Wonderboy even said, like, look, moving forward, if you're not on weight, I'm not fighting you. So that's that's basically the story here. And he's sticking to his guns. But it just seems like kind of a – it's like this This is Dana, you know, like classic Dana. Yeah, Dana basically, being Dana. Basically calling him a pussy for not taking that fight and <laughs> saying, we're not going to pay you. And I, I feel like somebody – you know, I don't know what the contract says, but hopefully Wonderboy gets his money. I think he should get all of his money. His show money. I think he should get every penny of it. He showed up. He was ready to fight. The other guy didn't show up. I consider not making weight, not showing up. That's in my book. Yeah, for sure. Because you got to think about the UFC just saved all the money that that other guy didn't make weight, right? Right. Yep. Just maybe you just 
pay wonder boy whatever that guy was i don't know it whatever it is it should be written in the contract so it's pretty fucking clear of if you make weight and your opponent doesn't make weight here's what you're getting paid mm-hmm. so we can get rid of this fucking gray area this goes right back to the fucking lawsuit yep. it's like egregious to the fighter like he does his job he gets fucked because he even tried this in the past. It wasn't like this is the first time. He tried to fight a guy that missed weight, was over the weight limit, and he lost yep. the fucking fight. So he's got a valid reason. He tried it once. It did not work out, and he lost. Mm-hmm. And then you lose rankings. And depending upon how long ago it, this fight was, you could have lost sponsors and blah, blah, blah. It just It puts you at a severe disadvantage for making more money in the future. So he's... Dana is wrong. I think he's wrong. I think he's really wrong. And and I think it's another example of like how the like you said, the the UFC and and based on that lawsuit has too much control over what happens. You know, it's just not exactly so or just make it very clear in a contract so we don't have to get to this point. If this happens, this happens. Well, right. Pretty clear. This happens a lot. Go up on weight, prepared to compete. You will get your show money no matter what. That that's what it should be. I think right. it should be nothing else. And maybe the maybe the incentive should be that the penalty needs to be harsher than it is to prevent guys from showing up, you know, on fight night or in some other way. Like there should be some guarantees for a guy who takes a fight like that with a guy who didn't make weight, not just financially but other things, should be guaranteed to him in moving Blow forward. jobs. We <laughs> daily blowjobs. Guaranteed daily blowjobs, exactly. So I don't yeah. know. It sucks. Wonder Boy's kind of getting fucked on this one. Yeah, Hopefully and he's he like it. the nicest guy ever. Like, yeah. So like that's what's weird about this whole situation is like Dana talking shit on like one of the best guys in your company. Like just seems like a good guy all around. So mm-hmm. and he's got a good YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh what else is evidence? Uh, well, we had talked about um, the Paul brothers a little bit yes. last show, I think. And it looks like Logan Paul is going to be facing Dylan Dennis um, October 14th in Manchester, England on the Misfits boxing card. This is the same card that KSI is going to um, potentially or is going to meet Tommy Fury in a fight. So in an exhibition fight. So um, pretty interesting to me that these Paul brothers continue to, you know, be in the news and they're fighting. <laughs> I, I was curious on your thoughts about this Dylan Dennis versus uh, Logan Paul matchup. It's um, fucking retarded. Like let's, let me have a boxing match against the guy who's a jujitsu wizard or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's Conor McGregor is jujitsu coach. So let's have a boxing match against him. This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Well, I, I feel like the Paul brothers are trying to inch closer and closer to, to Conor McGregor in some way, even though they're talking shit about him. You know, Jake's they are, but Conor will murder both of them in boxing. I think so too. Yeah. 100%. And yeah, come. I mean, the only thing they have is size on him. But again, you got to figure out what the, the, the right weight class is to fight at because they're both bigger. It's just to what level. I mean, mm-hmm. Connor is a 155er. Well, now all gacked out of his mind now. He's on 170er for sure, but yeah, a legit 155, kind of like Nate Diaz. He's a legit 185 or 155, but you made him fight at fucking 185. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I think it's a stupid matchup, and I don't know who the fuck's going to buy that. Like, who wants to see Logan Paul box Dylan Danis? Because I think Dylan's pulled out of about a million fights. And I also want to say that I think there's a a fine of $100,000 if Dylan pulls out of this fight for a illegitimate reason. He's got to pay $100,000, so. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But and Dylan hasn't fought in a million years either. He's just been running his mouth for I think three or four years, or getting into a semi street fight at some other person's boxing match. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep, fucking really weird matchup. Super weird. Um, some other fights announced. So, Israel Adesanya is going to fight Sean Strickland at UFC two ninety three, September 9th in Sydney. Okay. Uh, I'm very worried about the press conference <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that guy, I watched it. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I watched a little bit of it and I had to turn it off. I'm like, I understand a little bit more of why that guy is kind of messed up, but <laughs> that guy's got problems. He's got problems. About, talking about Strickland. Strickland. Yeah. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. uh, I, they're probably going to have to put that press conference on tape delay because you don't know what the fuck that guy's going to say. Um, I'm, I'm going to move along before I say anything else on that. Okay. okay um, I'll, let you, I'll let you. Update. There's an update on the Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg fight. Yeah. So Elon tweeted this out and I'll share this here. He said uh, the fight <clears throat> will be managed by my and Zuck's foundations, not the UFC. Uh, live stream will be on this platform and meta everything in camera frame will be ancient Rome. So nothing modern at all. I spoke to the prime minister of Italy, minister of culture, and they have agreed on an epic location. <clears throat> but I think there was some other shit going on. Cause I think Mark basically said this, this motherfucker's not serious about fighting. Like I I'm, I'm not, taken as serious until we have a fucking signed agreement and then elon said i'll i'll come show up at your house and we can fight in your backyard octagon just like let's go i'll like i'll show up tomorrow so i don't know what the fuck's going on is this fight happening or it's a lot of talk i i think i i I get it because zuck seems like he's friends with dana right and he's trying to he's trying to promote that platform as a viable you know place to kind of show off this fight but at the same time he seems like based on what i've seen on the internet like he's serious about grappling and he's like getting into it and and you know i understand what that's like because you know we did it and you start to gain some respect and understanding for what it takes and now he's 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 talking like a guy who's more of a professional fighter mindset like even though it's zuckerberg not saying he is a professional versus elon's kind of like this is like an exhibition you know he's just like we're fucking around like we're gonna we're gonna make this crazy you know and zuck's like no i'm gonna kick your ass that's that's <laughs> well, elon's like, a troll that's the problem yeah, yes he's way bigger than him though too that's yes he's way thing. older too he's fucking yeah. 51 so well, i don't know I think it is going to happen. I just think they're going to jaw at each other for a little while longer. Yeah, and probably some watered-down rule set. I I just cannot see them doing fucking straight-on MMA. There's just no way. No chance. And you should do it with the UFC. Let the pros fucking handle it. Because then you could also have a bigger card. Like Dana White was saying, 
He thinks the card will do over a billion dollars. I don't think it will go that high, but it will be insane the amount of people that buy that for sure. It would be the biggest combat sports pay-per-view buy rate in history. Bar none, bar none. And then you stack that fucker. You can probably, depending upon when it happens, you could get that John Jones, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Bring Ronda Rousey out of fucking retirement. Her, Misha Tate 3. Yep. And then some other fucking weird offshoot fights. You can do a ton of shit. Do the Dana White, Tito Ortiz boxing match that fucking never happened. I don't give a shit. They're both like 100 years old. I think yeah. Dana's going to take him now. He looks like he's in good shape. He, I think he would have took him back in the day, too. Yeah. Because I think Dana had took it super serious and... uh that's why Tito ended up backing out because he's like, mm-hmm. it was a lose-lose for Tito because he's expected to win. And if you lose that, you're fucked. Yep. Um, I agree. I, I got two other quick fight announcements or fight thoughts. I saw Fedor said he was interested in boxing, right? Hmm. And he said he's interested in boxing Mike Tyson. Is hmm. there any appetite for a Fedor versus Mike Tyson at this point? They're both no. in their fucking 50s. No. I think we're good. Yeah, that's a hard sell for me. And then the last one while we're on these old-timer lines. So Oleg Tartarov versus Jeff Monson boxing match is going to happen. Uh, what are we doing? Three two-minute rounds. You heard me. Uh, Taktarov 55 versus Jeff Monson again, Monson, the jujitsu guy doing a boxing match against Taktarov, who's a fucking actor, but was a UFC fighter a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Taktarov, what was he in, uh, the national treasure movie. And then I see him in random other movies. He might've been in John wick for, all I know there were so many fucking UFC fighters in that. Yeah. Or the was it the expendables or something? Is that who knows? Like these guys are fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. But again, what are we doing here? We're like you're your fifties. Ridiculous. Shut it down. Totally ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what else is going on? Well, speaking of living your best life, here's our Jeez. boy Charles Oliveira in Las Vegas. Banging so it out. Surrounded by ladies. I'm not sure why some of them aren't wearing shoes, but this one or on the right. half her ass hanging out. Yeah. Uh I, I think there's this is a bachelorette party or something. He's just hanging around. Right um, place, right time. And this chick looked like she had like uh, uh wearing bullets, like a fucking belt made of bullets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I support this. It's very good, very nice. It's good. Hey, I can't argue. Vegas is Vegas. And moving right along, I saw we were we were talking about Conor McGregor. I uh, got a couple of videos. You know, he's training hard for his fights. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure my volume isn't too crazy. We'll show one right here. I got my sounds. So here's one video. This lads, yeah, just here on th- on the top floor of my triple deck, getting a bit of walk in. Walk in. Over here, that's Lorenzo Fertitta's yacht, Lonian. There's his shadow yacht, Coda, to carry all the toys. And next to it there is Uncle Frank's yacht. Uncle Frank Fertitta's yacht. 
So the gang is in town. Yeah, just getting a bit of walk in, lads. I'll be on me, I'll be over shortly. And there's my big rocket ship Lamborghini now sailing by as well, yeah? Yep, yep! Yep, the Fertitas! Yep, the UFC! Baby, we did it! <laughs> See you in a bit, lads! Absolutely. So that's one of him training hard. And uh... sounds like a lot of yelling, not not any training. <laughs> I think it's better. Oh, I got to turn the volume off for this, unfortunately. But um, is is he in Grand Theft Auto? He's in his Lamborghini boat right now. Is he just a Grand Theft Auto character at this point? I think, I think he is. The the Vice City one. That That's yeah. what it reminds me yeah. of. Yeah, shirt open, just jet out. Woo! Trade it on for my fat! <laughs> Crack rocks! And uh, I guess oh, he crud. said... I know. he uh, Connor said that he's going to fight uh michael chandler in december and then justin gaethje and then nate diaz so is this for reals because no way i think that motherfucker is not real i think he's living in a dreamland this what the reality has escaped him so i don't know i'll see i'll believe it when i see it you know well how does he pass the usada exemption well, because he, it's he does maybe he's got to be March, in the pool for six months. Maybe March of next year he'll pass. It's like, or he gets a therapeutic use, ex- or whatever uh, the Brock Lesnar exemption, which you know mm-hmm. is what it is. But anyway, what else is happening? Uh, last piece of news: uh, John yep. Dotson, BKFC forty eight, uh, fi- finally winning a belt. Um, I uh, got a got a KO uh, against Junior Ridge. First round slobber knocker, not really. They're little guys, so yeah. I don't have the video. But They're fast I mean, as fuck. <clears throat> yeah, super fast. Good for him, making some success. Um, yeah, I, w- I was thinking while I was watching this, like I'm think I'm wondering like if the lighter weight classes mm-hmm. have a have more longevity in bare knuckle fighting due due to less force, you know. More I don't know. It's just as violent though, because everyone gets is cut up. And as many broken hands too. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. For some reason, I th- I feel like the little guys might have longer lifespan than the big guys, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not. I think BKFC is just not good for your health. <laughs> it's just not. I, I mean, I've seen so many of those, and it's like, what happened? Oh, I got broken hands, and my face is all cut up. And. it's not like they're fighting a ton of rounds it's like relatively fast and it's just fast and furious you total line like holy fuck this is old school shit so Mm -hmm. uh i saw dan hooker got a bunch of tattoos i want to get your thoughts on his scheme here so what's up with these socks i i I, that's weird so we start with the socks some strange like in the back, oh, some kind of ancient warrior. I feel like I've seen that guy before. That's cool. That's a lot of tattoos, though. It's Wait really till we get to his chest. Really well done. Yeah, I mean, and they're they're fucking clean, right? The work is clean. Mm-hmm. I like that artwork. Whoa, and that's uh, almost reminiscent of a Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. chest cock or whatever. But again, Crazy. clean like that, and it's weird because the skull's got like a fade on it, and then the swords are night. It's almost three D ish, but mm-hmm. 
Did well he done. do ayahuasca? <laughs> I feel Maybe. like that's a guy who did some shit and uh he's uh-huh. going back to reality with a bunch of teats, tats, tit for tat. I don't know. Now I'll give you a little weird MMA pick of the week. <laughs> that's a odd one. Little Nate Diaz and uh freaking Adam Sandler. Yeah. I think I thought Adam was doing a UFC movie. He is. So maybe that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Tweet of the week. of tree. So this is Mac Malley. He says, you can put this picture in a dictionary. <laughs> I saw this. This dude got fucking knocked out so hard. So hard. That was one. And then we'll go to Super 70s. Apollo is looking pretty oh goddamn God. good for a dead man. I want the rematch. They both look like they're still in good shape. They always are. It's like you got to be actors and action stars, you know. And then a little another Super 70s sports. Uh, Monday is uh, a leg. Fucking sweep it. I love it. Hell yeah. Are they still doing that? I I watched the first episode or the first season of Cobra Kai, and then I stopped. I watched I season one, one and two. It's definitely been at least two. I think there might be three. I'm not sure, but season two was different, but also good. So there you go. It's on Netflix. And then you want to know why leg kicks work? Oh, <laughs> take gosh. a look at that leg. Jesus. Yeah. It ain't pleasant. It ain't it's pleasant. Muay Thai uh, match? I believe so. I, I yeah. don't have all the details. Do a little, some KO of the weeks. I have three. We'll start with this one. Hopefully there's no sound that I need to edit out. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was nice. A little leg catch and then a fucking uh, over the top. Going over the top. <laughs> oh, this one we gotta go. No sound. A little face first plant there. Nice. It's hard to see. Yeah, what do you get? Like a sneaky like right. Yeah, yeah, little inside right hook. Hmm. Yeah, got that one. And last one. Uh, this one, this one is weird. So you got to tell me, is this? Did this guy take a dive? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no, uh... he's face down, ass up. And apparently, that's the way some people like to fuck. He, uh, yeah, he caught one. He caught a good one. That Thank just was like later. <laughs> it's like his ego blew out, and he fucking just he shut it down. Shut down. <laughs> And uh puts us right into knowledge. You got your knowledge. I do. So I have discovered a new self-defense training technique. I'm nice. sure, I'm sure sound. Hopefully it's not too loud. And here we go. Um I'll just refresh it. See what the hell, man. People are busting this shit out. Man, he's got some fucking extension. Oh, respect his authority. You will respect my authority. 
That's the okay. old dick attack. Yeah. The, the dick stick. I don't even think you could grab his dick and twist it. I think it was like lightning. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Pretty epic. Uh oh, I saw Power Slap apparently has a video game now. Really? I'm assuming this is a mobile game. Yeah, no shit. No way this is you're like not gonna a fucking console uh, game. PS5 or no. Xbox or shit. Oh wow. Oh, look, I flinched. Two for flinching. Wow. It looks totally awesome. Here's the instant replay. Oh, he's got even hey, they have some damage though. That's wow. cool. That's interesting. <laughs> and then I'll give you a little how not to train or how to train. And this is all interesting of ladies um, hitting one of these thingies. Oh, no. But um, appreciate oh. the other lady that came in earlier. Oh, I feel man. like there's a lot of bouncy shit going on in this video. Bang. <laughs> bang, bang, bong. What goes up must come down, you know? Yes. And... You, have a, you have a lot of Twitter tabs open, by the way. Oh, my God. That's my whole thing. That's <laughs> like, all I know. Sh- holy shit. It was all X's all the way across. <laughs> it's just way <laughs> It looks like porn sites. That's yes. why I love it. I love X. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll close on this. So <laughs> this is I wish our founding fathers could see the progress we've made. So I don't know what the, hell? what the hell's going on here. I don't know how she's doing that, but. That's fucking impressive. She's like a crosswalk. That's like a weird... I'm going to watch that one more time. She lets you know when it's okay to go. Time to cross. Come on, finish. Time time to enter. Yes. Or exit. It'll all work out. I feel like we just ran a marathon every time we do a show. That has been another edition of MMA Notes. My name's Ingo Weigold. Well, Groovit, thanks for playing. And we'll see you guys next time. That's right.